Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is uh, Cats at Night. And we got one great show for you today. And TGIF, thank God it's Friday. And uh, this is a TriCast, uh, AM 970, The Answer, WABC 770, and WLIR. In the studio, we got Judge Richard Weinberg, and we have Richard Schwartz. Two Richards in a row, my God. Richard Schwartz used to uh, be an advisor to, uh, to uh, uh, Mayor Giuliani, and uh, you were a deputy editor at the Daily News or something, weren't you? Editorial page. Editorial editor. page, my God. Yeah, Richard is a one-person one think tank. <laughs> and uh, my it's sidekick, true. Lydia Ver- Lydia Serrani. Yes. And uh, Lydia, we have a great show today. Tell us where we are. We have. have a great show. We will be speaking, of course, it's Friday with Larry Kudlow. He's going to tell us what the heck is going on with the markets. We're going to speak a little tidbit from Judge Janine Pirro. We'll also speak with the General Mark Tracy Patrick Kimmett with the latest on Ukraine, and then Dr. Peter Mikolos. And Governor Patterson has some breaking news for us. This you do not want to miss. Has Hochul seen the light? But first on the line, we have Ambassador John Bolton. Hello, Ambassador. Hi, how are you? Glad to be with you. Uh, Ambassador, there's so many things happening. Uh, uh, You know, America wants to hear your voice and get an update of what the heck is going on. Uh, We even hear that... uh, Putin has uh, talked to Erdogan and has made some proposals. And we hear that, on the other hand, we hear Putin is moving uh, uh, some of his troops or some of his tanks from Moscow uh, down to the Ukraine. What, what, what do you hear, Ambassador? Well, there, there is a lot going on. And you're right. The President Erdogan of Turkey has spoken again to uh, President Putin and has offered to be an intermediary uh, of some kind between Russia and Ukraine. Now, Erdogan has has made this proposal before. Neither side picked it up. But uh, obviously, uh, the, the drones that Turkey sold to Ukraine have been critical in the Ukrainian resistance to the Russian invasion. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Erdogan has bought the, the famous S-400 air defense system from Russia. And even though he's a NATO ally, uh, had grown uh, closer to Putin. Well, it's uh, interesting. I think a number of uh, people are vying to be the mediator here. I think Prime Minister Naftali Bennett of Israel uh, would be available. But this this is the latest uh, effort by Erdogan. And, and from what I can tell from the public reports, uh, I think Putin simply repeated his uh, basic conditions for what he wants from Ukraine, which I, I don't think they're going to agree to. And, and I think there are probably other conditions that we don't know about. But uh, it, uh, it it shows that the effort at diplomacy is still alive. I, I don't think it's going to get very far, but we'll see. I think the other big development today is President Biden spoke to Xi Jinping in China. Uh, 
and warned him of unspecified consequences if China supported Russia. Well, China is already supporting Russia. Uh, but what Xi Jinping gave him back, again, according to what they've said publicly, was uh, was a bunch of diplomatic bromides. Uh, we don't want the war, but we've got to be careful about sanctions. So he didn't really give Biden any any daylight one way or the other. That's that's good Chinese talk. They they say that that for most of the time. Um, also, on additional forces moving, uh, there's uh, rumors around that. That uh, Putin is moving some forces down from Moscow, also sending in some naval forces to uh, was it near Odessa? Yeah, the the uh, the reports of uh, amphibious assault ships sailing past Japan, probably coming from Vladivostok. I mean, that's a long way to go uh, through the Indian Ocean, up the Red Sea to the Suez Canal, across the Mediterranean to the to the Black Sea. Uh, but but leading people to think that uh, these are reinforcements that are that are they're looking for, perhaps for uh, assaulting the, the, the remaining territory on the Black Sea's north coast that they don't have near Odessa. We also hear about troops being recruited from Syria uh, to come and fight in uh, in Ukraine. And I tell you, they're, they're not going to take a week off to get a course in the Geneva Conventions either on their way in. This is going to be pretty brutal. But I think it's also true, uh, as you were saying, that other Russian forces are being moved toward Ukraine, despite building up 150,000 or so on the border before launching the invasion, obviously has not been enough. And Putin, I think, clearly is signaling he thinks he's got time before Western military aid to Ukraine can be deployed to put new troops, new resources in and try and turn the tide of battle. Ambassador Bolton, now, according to the BBC, that Vladimir Putin discussed his terms for ending the war in Ukraine with the Turkish president. Are any of those terms uh, feasible? Is it possible? No, I think what they're still saying, both Ukraine and Russia are, are, you know, for public consumption, stating what they're going in positions uh, are. And, uh, you know, that's that's often the case in international negotiations. The real question is in the private negotiations. Are they making any progress? And uh, I'd have to uh, consider myself a skeptic on this. I think the Russian military has been so uh, embarrassed by its failure of performance here that Putin cannot really give up much diplomatically. He's got to do something to restore the reputational damage done to the Russian military, I'm afraid, through some kind of military success, whatever we define that to be. And by the same token, for different reasons, the, the Ukrainians have put up such stiff resistance. What, what is Yeltsin really proposing to compromise away here? I think he's in a very difficult position himself. So you put those two together, I don't see in the near future much coming from the diplomacy. There's a ambassador, Richard Weinberg. There's, there are rumors that uh, Putin is demanding that he have face-to-face negotiations with uh, the Ukrainian president. What do you know about that? Well, you know, it's interesting because Zelensky, uh, before the war started and a couple times since then, had said, look, let's just sit down face to face and talk about this. What's Putin afraid of? And I, I don't think, honestly, Putin's afraid of very much. Uh, I'm not sure when you get the two leaders together like that, that it's more than a political ploy on either side. I don't think they'd move each other. I think this is a complicated, difficult question. And 
the usual rule of diplomacy is you don't put your big guy on the line until you've got something pretty much worked out. You don't want to you don't you don't want to risk uh, uh, losing face or, or hurting their reputation. But look, this is an unprecedented situation. It, it may work out that way. Ambassador, anything else you want to tell the American people? Well, I'm afraid that uh, this is, we're we're in for a grind here, and I think for anybody who cares about the the terrible uh, harm being done to the Ukrainian people, think about giving to things like the Polish Red Cross and those who are dealing with the terrible refugee crisis, uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, Franklin Graham's organization, a lot of people doing very necessary work. And I, th- I think the need is enormous over there. Well, Ambassador Bolton, thank you so much for uh, your update to all the American people. And uh, uh, we hope there's a solution soon, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you. Okay, John. Thanks for having me.